Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Brooker Mode for episode 18. I'm joined by Jack McIntosh. G'day, Egan. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm going all right. So, for those who don't know you, what, what's your job? I'm an apprentice, electrician. Almost finished, but yeah, that's what I get get to do most days. Yeah. So, I've had I've had some, some big guests on. I've had a five-time world champion, best motocross rider in the world. Had the best WA high jumper. One of the two top five rowers in the country, and now I've got Jack McIntosh, local local Perth legend. You'd, some would say the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who don't know, seventeen Waffle Colts games for Subi. Yeah, right. I've got a couple rapid fire questions just to get so the audience can get to know you a little bit. So it says you are one hundred and sixty-eight centimeters. True or false? I hope, hope there's a few more centimetres gained <laughs> since that was last taken. It says you've kicked three goals in those games. How many of those were further out than 30 metres? Two. Two. They're actually decent goals as well. I do remember them. My, my first goal was a soccer on the line though, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing special. So it says you have 31 tackles and also said you had 30 marks. I don't know how you have more tackles than marks. So did you pay someone to add in those tackle numbers? <laughs> There's a trick in the waffle. You just jump on at the end and they usually add your stat to the tackle line. So Yeah, I think they've removed that from the AFL. So, yeah, you're lucky there. Biggest gambling win ever oh. in dollars? 18K. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we won't ask for the biggest loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like that. <laughs> Player you play most like in the AFL? Maybe like Jack Sinclair sort of type. I thought you were going to say Errol Goulden for your left foot. <laughs> Any pre-game rituals? Just a swim. Swim, yep. Yeah. Done that for a while. We'll get into that. Yeah. And favourite music artist? Oh... I change so often. I'm going to say Fred again. Okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's just a DJ. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not a big music guy there, Spenny. So, obviously you got footy, but is there any other sports that you were quite proficient at growing up? I started off with soccer and then moved to rugby league because of my dad. But I wouldn't say I was very good at them. It took me time with footy as well, so, yeah. So... I'm guessing you started football at a young age. Did you always play for North Beach? or? Nah, I started at Sorrento Duncraig, and then a few of my schoolmates were playing for North Beach, so I was just like, may as well join for a year. And then, yeah. When did you get scouted to go play for Subi? Our coach, luckily enough, in like year sevens and growing up, he was one of the Subi development coaches early on, so he sort of just brought like myself and a few of the other people along with the ride, and, yeah, just kept progressing up 
through the grades and eventually played Colts. Yeah, it is interesting how sometimes it's it's who you know, isn't it? It's always handy to. Yeah, have, I, I wasn't very good. I wasn't very good. It's always handy to have good contact. <laughs> so. Another question I had here was, when they scouted you, did did, did they think you were going to grow? <laughs> well, if you look at my dad and my mum, you wouldn't think so. <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't say so, no. What did you make of your waffle experience? How did you like it? Oh, ups and downs, ups and downs. I had terrific moments. I was a part of the flag. I didn't play in it, but was part of it. It was sick to be part of the three-peat. And then, yeah, had some lows when you get dropped. You're obviously frustrated, but... Sometimes there's good stuff. I end up winning a flag with North Beach, so, yeah. Yeah. Were you still able to – I, have, I didn't, haven't known you well, – this Jack Mack, I've known you for the last couple of years, but have you? were you always like that at Waffle or did you have to sort of hold yourself back a little bit? No, I'd say I've always been pretty like, outgoing wherever I am. But in terms of the footy, they used to say I was a really shit kick. and <laughs> Yeah, like one of the worst in the team. So, yeah, I hope I'm not that anymore. Yeah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> so, what was the main reason you didn't keep pursuing waffle, or do they do they tell you just to long? In your last year exit interview, they will ask you like, "Do you have any plans for footy next year?" And I, that was I'm pretty sure I'd won the flag, so I was just so keen to be part of the North Beach group. So I just told them I'm playing North Beach Colts next year, and then yeah, that's what I did. Was was footy a big part of your when you were at Waffle? W- w- did you think it was going to be a big part of your future and in, in your twenties, like playing in Waffle? Or? I wasn't too sure. Like at an early age, well, I'm calling early, like seventeen, sixteen, when you're playing Colts, you think like Colts is the best thing ever. Like how good's this? And you just want to keep doing it, but you slowly realise like life turns a bit more full on, and you can't really train three times a week play and then do the recovery like it's a lot lot of commitment so yeah ended up not being for me but I did think I did think I was going to go down that track yeah now a lot of people I feel like on the external you might think of Jack Mack as like this careless loose outgoing person but I actually feel like you do care about your performance and you do want to play well so do you ever feel like because I always get the sense that you do you do care about playing well, and I know sometimes when you get dropped, it's it's you just put it to the side a bit. But I still feel like, do you still really hold yourself to a high standard when you're playing? I do, but above all else, I want to have fun. That's why I play footy. That's why I play for North Beach. So, fun is my number one priority. So, if I'm having fun, I hope I'm playing well too. But getting dropped like at North Beach. Ones and twos, like, I've got so many mates in both groups. Obviously, you want to play your highest level, but I'm not complaining about with Rezies. Like, got heaps of my best mates, Tomo, JP, Scuzz. Yeah. Now, that's what I, that's the sort of, that's what I thought you were sort of going to say because I guess it's good to have that overarching goal of having fun because then you're not too despondent and not too cut down by, you know, when you do get dropped. And then I feel that's a good thing about, the North Beach culture is it's the whole ones and twos is so interconnected that, you know, besides not being able to play the highest level, you do get to, it's still a good competition and it's with all good blokes, isn't it? Yeah, it's seamless, it's seamless. And if, I don't know, I feel like I can play a bit more of my attacking role in the Rezies than the league. There's a few more other guns in the league. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I get what you mean, eh? What, what do you think your favourite thing is then about, like, a football club, a local football club like North Beach? Oh, you can't go past the relationships you build. Like at the end of the day, you see the people you play footy with more than what you might consider your best mates. Like they end up being your best mates because you just see them so often. It's during the footy season; it's so much fun. Like I just love love being part of the group. Yeah, I've definitely noticed as well from my own experience last year versus this year. Like the more you buy into that the relationships and the people, the more you get out of it, I think, especially at amateur level. 100%, 100%. And then, yeah, anything can grow from there. Like, you never know. Yeah. Obviously, for a lot of people listening are going to know who you are and the energizer, the, <laughs> the rabbit. But does it ever get 
you ever get tired sometimes of being that? And some, sometimes if you're not yet full, confident, happy self, is it hard to put that external on Do you ever? 100%. I'd never try and put it on. If you're talking footy sense, then, yeah, I like to get the boys up and about because I feel like it's part of my role. But, um, yeah, in everyday life, you can't always be up, can you? Yeah. So, yeah, everyone has ups and downs. I feel like I know you well, but then I feel like I don't ask. You just it's These are conversations you don't really have. And I guess I'm interested in, in what, what challenges you. What And what... What challenges you? What inspires you? What's what's some things I don't know about the Jack McIntosh that I see a lot of? That's a very good question. <laughs> I guess at this stage, like in my life, I'm just trying to finish my apprenticeship, just so because I feel like that's not what I want to do forever. I I'm actually really like business, so I want to try and get into that sort of space after I do a bit of travelling when I finish my apprenticeship. So I guess the challenge of creating something successful in the business space. But I also like the content. I wouldn't mind getting into that space as well, but yeah, just taking every day as it comes. Yeah. Probably my favourite thing about someone like you is is your ability to be in the moment, be present and enjoy, you know, what it is. Like sometimes someone like me really driven, but then there's a downside to that and it's and it's sometimes too forward looking always just caught up looking in the future like like what I could be what what it could be and then I always feel like one of your best strengths is and something I envy of you is like your ability to be happy be present be in the moment and I see that at footy all the time have you ever I don't know if you I don't think you consciously do it but do you ever think like that that you're able to really be in the moment and Enjoy it for it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, but I don't really think about it. I just, it's not gratitude, but it's seeing, seeing what other people have been through. Like, I don't know. I sometimes I go down to the eye grade training and just see how happy they are, just to be with all their mates once a week or twice a week. Just seeing how happy they are, just playing footy. Like, they might not have the perfect kick or whatever, but the fact that they can still enjoy it, like don't take it too seriously. It's just great to see and that that obviously has a impact on me. Like I'm just happy to be wherever I am and I don't know, sometimes if not living in the moment it becomes a memory. Yeah, that's good good saying. So I've been doing a lot of things in the last couple of months to, you know, work on gratitude and stuff like that. Because I feel like we do have this constant obsession with wanting more. And, and it's funny because I guess to an extent it's understandable because we only know what we've lived and brought up by and what we experience. But it's I feel like your life changes a lot when you start looking at the world differently and through that lens of just being present and, as you said, for your experience, being able to go to high grade training and then and and you know see how joyful it is just to be a part of something bigger than yourself and just connect with other people and I think the people connection is huge isn't it for amateur club because at the end of the day yep. uh, I was looking through your Facebook for a photo on uh, Instagram for a photo to use <laughs> and it was of the premiership and it was something about it's not what you win or it's like who you win it with as one of my favorite quotes I love it. Yeah, it's a great quote. So in this like mental space, you've done about 200 days in a row at the beach and obviously that's like cold water therapy. Something I've gotten into quite a lot in this space. I guess I'm interested in what inspired that and you know what have been some of the benefits. Pretty much just sat myself down at the start of the year and just said like I want to make this year have a purpose. And I saw a video that inspired this. Um, not, not one of mine. <laughs> sorry, not one of yours. <laughs> and yeah, it just said like if you make if you do something for the whole year and make it impactful, you'll remember the year. It won't just be twenty twenty three. So I remember it as twenty twenty three, the year that I swam every day at the beach. And the benefits obviously it's good for your mental and physical health. But I just like the discipline of getting like having feeling like I have to go to the beach every day 
that makes me do something. And once I do it, I guess, <clears throat> in a sense, it, I feel like I've had some success for the day. Like I've, I've, I don't know, crossed the bridge. Like done something hard. Yeah. Well, people say a similar thing to making a bed. Like at the end of the day, if you've achieved nothing, you still got a bed to go into. And I read a lot about how our actions and stuff shape our subconscious. And I think doing something each day like that really trains your... Actually, it's sort of like a vote of confidence into yourself and it's sort of like... And it instills that, like, discipline into you and it's just like, I'm someone who does its things, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Now, I've got a... Interesting question here from my pop. It's a stop for pop question. And it's it's how does the backline strategy fit into the overall team strategy in football? So, yeah, just the backline strategy? Yeah, so how does the backline fit into the overall team? This is something I watch like a lot of footy, a lot of AFL. And uh, one of my big things is how easily, fast and quick you can score from the back line. I believe a lot a lot of scoring can be done from the back line. But in previous seasons, like maybe 10 years ago, this obviously wasn't a thing. But with the new Stanley Mark rule, it's created handball receives from the back line. Like no one tells backmen that they have to stay inside the 50 or inside the half. And people like Nick Dacos are changing, changing the game like that. And I think it's awesome. No, yeah, exactly. I love how Collingwood play. Yep. And it's funny how now there's probably coaches telling their forwards, forwards who are, are literally named on the sheet to kick goals, to stop a backman from running off because he's hurting our team too much, even though he is meant to be stopping you. It's really funny how the game's changed. <laughs> if you told someone that 20 years ago, they would have laughed. <laughs> yeah. A forward having to defend. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of it's funny how that's changed in the last couple of years ever since I've gone into the back line. Glad I don't have to do that stuff. Although I do miss the forward line. Fucking, What's, what's your favourite position? <sighs> Not forward line. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're small and you play footy, it's like you're either a back pocket or a forward pocket. Like, you have no potential anywhere else. If you're small and quick and maybe don't get contested pill like m- myself... I swear you just get pigeonholed to those positions. But <laughs> You're looking at someone over there. It's the exact same. Oh, no. A day. I've got to say backline. I just love the way you can run off and create the scores. Yeah, 100%. So I've got a bunch of audience questions, and I think we can we can explore, explore some of these because although that some of them are funny, they are actually do have some meaning to some of them. So a lot of variety here, but it'd be good to do most of the most of the interview or the chat yep. from the audience because I'm sure most of these people have a listen. <laughs> so, how do you cope with being the smallest bloke in the PFL? <laughs> do you get scared? When I first came up, because I remember being a Colt and watching the Reses in League play after me, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to do this one day, like play against these men." And I guess you just adapt to it. When like a training, you're obviously with the bigger bodies, and then you play. But definitely in my first first few games of league, I was still young, and yeah, a bit bit scared. But I don't really get the inside pills. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, there's definitely some big boys, eh? But I feel like you learn like what situations, like you could learn how to manoeuvre your body to you know protect yourself, but also like you know, yeah, use there's, your body in the right there's strategies around it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you get the name Jacos and did you give it to yourself? I didn't. Some of the boys were calling me that after a few rounds in the resis because I guess they thought I played like Jacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully tomorrow. The wish version. Are you are you named in the back line? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, looking forward to seeing that stat line pad up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a good one because... Why are you called the rabbit? Now I want to know. I know why, but is there? I want to hear a bit of an origin story here. Well, he doesn't know. So I remember it just came from like the twenty twenty Colts days, but it was really just people 
calling me like small and like energetic, <laughs> like run around like a rabbit. Like <laughs> it's nothing to like. There's no, there's no story behind it, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, do you not know who who was the first one to call? Oh, I can't. I can't remember. But then yeah, I just started doing like the rabbit to the boys at the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as fuck. <laughs> How many times have you rewatched the video of your hanger against North Rio? <laughs> that was a pretty. When I saw you take that mark on replay, I was like, "Fucking hell!" Actually, was I at the game? I can't remember, but what a fucking mark! Yeah, that was somehow I did that in the debut, and that was the only thing that I did all debut. day. <laughs> yeah, that was my debut. I was just like, I've never done anything close to that. But uh, yeah, I've rewatched it a few times. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting note about watching your highlights. Like I thought, like there was a bit of vanity in that, but actually, I think. There's a lot of cricketers and stuff who actually watch their highlights when they're struggling to try and capture their best form. Even footy players do it to like see like what they were doing differently. Because I feel like sometimes it's so hard to remember what you're doing, and then if you look at it, sometimes you no- notice like subtle things that you might have been doing that you you aren't doing anymore. I think that's the benefit in playing league. That's why I like benefit to playing league. I enjoy it because you get videoed and you can go back watch yourself critique it a bit what you what you could have done better stuff like that but definitely if you're in a slump of form you can go back and look at the stuff that you've done well like the running carry good kicking yeah it's definitely a benefit to go back and watch yourself i still wish there was stats though i think that will come into the pfl like it will it's getting more and more professional it's only time just got it's only time we'll definitely see it before we retire i'd say yeah, 100%. Is it true you call yourself the Prince of Daisies? <laughs> I don't know who said that, but <laughs> no, I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> no, I haven't been there for a while, actually. Tell us about the Thursday night ice bath crew. It varies. It varies. But I'm going to guess this is like Ben Tindall, Reese Irvine, and then a bit of James Garcia. We... We have an ice bath together and we just <laughs> we just chat shit but hey, you gotta remember me too oh uh, egan come on i've seen you a few times like at the start of the season you weren't there a few times but you are getting better yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah it's good okay have you met jack ginnivan you remind me of him i have actually at leaderville when they are i, f- I forgot their verse but eagles are west coast eagles are freo bought him a- chips you bought him chips yeah he wouldn't. Oh, he, w- he wouldn't get in line because, like, obviously, AFL players get swarmed. So he was in the or he was outside the kebab shop, and I just asked him if he knew my mate, and he and he said he was like a massive AFL nuffy. And then, like, as he went to go into the what, like Jamo, yeah, yeah. And did he? What did he say? Yeah, he said. Well, he play, I think he play, yeah. It was he played Eagles because he's like yeah, Cal number forty. I know him. Yeah, he's actually a huge nuffy. He is a massive nuffy. Like, there's heaps of clips of him knowing. Like, I think it's either num- numbers with Tom Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, he knows. He knows everyone apparently. But yeah, he he didn't want to go in there because like he was getting surrounded and yeah, he's obviously not the most liked person in the AFL. So yeah, yeah. want to put him some chips. I still don't know why people hate him so much. Besides the fact that he d- like. <sighs> Yeah, plays that I, annoying role. I, yeah, but I feel bad for him because he's just a what twenty two, twenty one year old just trying to live his life. Yeah, he's a bit out there, but I don't know. He's just being himself. I don't reckon he's. Re- I don't think he's really like hurt anyone, has he? Like, <laughs> it's not like he's done. He's just a hateable. He's just like that punchable sort of guy that people. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. Hate. He does get get up the other team. But you so. love those players on your team. Oh, you They're absolutely like, love like, them. People like Braden Maynard. Oh. You'd want them on like, your team it's every like single Matt day. Like Holden, like those oh, sort of blokes. Absolutely. They're like, if you were playing against them, you'd be like, this bloke's a cock. But then they're on your side, you're like, fuck, this bloke's elite for the side. <laughs> well, la- uh, when we versus TAs last round, someone actually said to Matt Holden, you are the one. <laughs> Everyone hates you in the PFL. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess that backs up the statement. Yeah, that's good. Are you happy you got Taylor into a deep gambling addiction? I feel bad. But... <laughs> We're all in it together, I guess. <laughs> We're on our own stories. Um, today was nearly three day three hundred two day two two ninety nine today. Two ninety nine. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> I'm day six. <laughs> Soon to Until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for you, Taze, so much. How's your recent form with indoor cricket? 
This is definitely going to be Joe a race. A few best ons stringing together. Yeah. Hit 30 on last Wednesday, so. Have you played, you're playing eight aside, have you played six aside? I haven't. Oh, fuck. I haven't played eight aside, but tell you what, the, if you're a batsman, you'll love six aside. Oh, I'd, I'd see a lot of gaps in the field, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> a few sevens. Yeah, I don't see gaps, I just. I just try and hit the thing. Not, don't worry about. Oh, I just step back and side bat it, <laughs> <laughs> baseball style. Best player at North Beach. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go left of field here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Alex Thompson. Really. <laughs> Because <laughs> anyone else I say will just get offended, sir. I say Alex Thompson. What do you mean offended? Nah, best player, um, apart from Tomo, I'm gonna say probably the man sitting next to me. I mean, uh-huh. heard, heard a waffle rumor. Is that true? Yeah. Next is. year. Yeah. Congrats, big fella. I'm, I'm signed up already. Yeah. Oi, massive. See, breaking news on uh, Brooko mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought. I won't say who sent it, but I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be James Garcia. He would have been my pick. Nah, he's he's bastard. I play on him sometimes. Like playing a bit taller because they can't keep up with her. But yeah, I want to reverse the interview or the the roles quickly. Who are you signed up with for the waffle? West Perth. Hey, nice, nice. Hopefully, <laughs> win a flag down there. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you got for me? <laughs> yeah, that's the one question. <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm answering for today. No comment. <laughs> Do you love your mum, dad, or, or Prince Pryor more? <laughs> oh, Prince Pryor takes the cake. <laughs> <laughs> love that man to bits. Gives me all that hand will receives. Yeah, fuck. I tell you what. There's always that special place in your heart for someone who gives you the football when you're on. If like, this yeah. is, I'm, I remember a game. It was at North. No, it was fucking somewhere south. I think it was Frio. And I took a mark. I think, was it Colts? And then I handballed back to you. And then I got sprayed. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, that was a final. That was a final. As with us and TAs. Yeah, I can clearly remember that still. Yeah, when I you were forward. And then. You just gave it to me. I, pretty, I was pretty, like, someone was on, on me. It was it? it was not a forward handball that we practiced. It was <laughs> three metres backwards. It's probably right next to you. <laughs> if you demand it, you demand it and you Late get it. a quarter. Nah, yeah. So, highlights from the Bali trip, specifically the Eiffel Tower you visited. Yeah, so there was an Eiffel Tower, like obviously a fake one, but it was about, I don't know, three metres tall. And we all got a picture in front of it and it was good fun. But the highlights was probably just the mopedding all oh, around yeah. Indonesia or Bali. That's pretty hectic. What's, it, what's that like? It's, it's bloody hectic. Like, I think about it now and I'm just like, how did I do that? But, but you were... Were you like riding or were you with on? No, I was riding. I was a maniac. I caused my mate Joe Moylan to to stack it, and he ended up with a massive hole in his knee. And uh, yeah, it was he couldn't do anything for the rest of the trip. Far out. (laughs) What is with the pink eye epidemic? And I am a victim. Can someone someone give us an answer? Someone someone, give us an answer. Someone message in. I want to know what started it because. I think they're looking all right now. Yeah, my, but, uh, yeah, mine's coming clear, but fuck, I don't know. Did you see the photo? I showed you the photo, didn't I? Of you? Yeah. No, you're gonna have to. Oh, show I'm gonna have to show you. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. Really, yours, yours must have been a lot worse than mine. Mine wasn't too bad. Well, I've had it twice in the past two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and now everyone's getting it. Yeah, interesting. Oh, direct, my, I asked. I was talking to my mum, and, and I'm like, "Why is this happening?" And she's like. Could be some spiritual meaning. Spiritual meaning. <laughs> well, I'm not spiritual, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it is. Okay, so I had those were a bit more surface level questions. I got a couple deeper questions from the audience here. Yep. What is something no one knows about you? <sighs> it's. I think I blurt my mouth a lot, so <laughs> most people know a lot about me. But I'm gonna say something that not a lot of people know, and that is I love like the stars and the whole, the whole like moon and everything to do with that because I know you. So I swim at night often, and uh, that's so I can look up and like 
I know there's just endless opportunity, endless thoughts going through my head when I'm looking up, and they're also decent to look at. Yeah, have you been to Exmouth? Like, I haven't been up there. During I been. when it's stars and stuff. No, that's the, that's went there in a camp year ten at Hale, and it's just like no light pollution. It's fucking. Oh, it's I, honestly, it's my dream. That and the Northern Lights. Yeah, be, oh, yeah, that looks fucking. Honestly, incredible. can't wait to do that one day. Yeah. What's the biggest setback you've had to overcome in life? Setback. Mm, I'm going to say, I don't know. Breaking my back last year wasn't that fun. Oh, fuck. That, that, that was fucked. That, yeah. That was, that was like watching a car crash unfold in slow motion. That, Honestly. That. I'm, I'm, that sounds dramatic, but it actually was pretty like, well, that's when, what, when you're, when you're like the smallest bloke on the field and who kicked it to you again? <laughs> the bloke that's meant to be one of the best kicks in the comp, Nick Wells. Oh yeah. He, I don't think <laughs> he, popped missed, it he up. hadn't missed a target all year. <laughs> nah. And then he just thought, oh, let's put Jack back in the hospital. <laughs> that guy wanted to kill me. Like he must've hated me. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say say that. I've had a few, like, appendicitis. That was not fun at all. Twisted testicles as well. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. Yeah, not good. So we've got another segment here, the turntable segment, where you've got to ask me a question, so this will be interesting. I've got two, but they, they're pretty much the same thing, just flipped. Yeah. Right. So I want to know... Your worst memory. <laughs> That's probably the deepest one I've had. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Worst memory in sport or? In life. In life. Memory. So just like. Something you can remember. Probably. Fuck, there's, there's, there's plenty of t- shit times, eh? I, I can't really think of one really specific one. There's like there's like the first major breakup you have where you're like... Yeah. Where you're in like the worst headspace ever because you've never given that sort of love to anyone ever before. 100%. And when you're broken up with like... And the anger I had, like the the thoughts, like you honestly wanted to do things to yourself that you never thought possible. Like just those sort of... that was That was shit memory just because I didn't... You know, that's just like... You've given your whole love over to someone and they just crush you. It's crazy how like certain experiences can just change like perspective and yeah stuff like that. Like it shapes you and mm. you learn from it always. But some part, some parts of your childhood, like you're you're on a constant like battle to heal, and you don't even realize it. That's interesting side note here about so like ninety percent of your brain is pretty much developed. By your age five, they say it doesn't really? stop growing until twenty five, but ninety percent is formed in the first five years. That's crazy. And ninety five percent of your daily thoughts, actions, a lot of these things are subconsciously triggered. So if so much of your life is formed early, and a lot of it is subconscious, you don't actually realize how much of the world you see is from an early childhood upbringing that you don't actually have much conscious thought to. So that's why there's so much emphasis with psychologists on childhood trauma and stuff like that and because it's the way you see the world and you don't even realize it and that's yeah, the it makes sense now that, that's how i sort of look at it so second question what is your best memory <laughs> i love that one <laughs> best memory fuck i'd probably there's so many good memories which is funny because when you say like bad memories like it's good that I can think of a lot more better memories quicker. Well, you'd think you'd just, you know, wouldn't want to think about the bad memories here. But we do have a, we, we do have a, <laughs> <laughs> we do have a negative bias, so we we like to focus on negatives. But the mem- happy memories, man, they're just springing springing up. Probably the most memorable one would probably have to be the rowing one. I always talk about rowing, but like I rowed for five years. I did over probably. A thousand rowing sessions with some of these blokes, blood, sweat, tears, early mornings, fuck some of the shittest times, best times, and then to ultimately after so much training to get the best. Well, we got second, but we hadn't come further than fourth, and the team that won smashed everyone. They went on to national, so they couldn't really beat those counts. <laughs> and it was such a good result. It was such a good race. I actually look back at that race like once every year, and just to watch it and just reminisce because you know one of those blokes 
who I rode with, Johnson, who I had on the podcast, he's over, I'll get the country wrong, maybe Italy, right now, he he won a heat yesterday and he's running for Australia, so it's good to see him go on. But, yeah, wow. But uh, yeah, that just, I think that was happiness because like we'd won and like I'd finished the race, like I'd never been so ecstatic and I think that just showed to me how joyful hard work can be when and when you get something you really want and that can apply to business relationships and I just think that's what from that from that rowing experience I really learned the joy from getting what you want after hard work 100% is rowing an actual sport or <laughs> that's going to trigger so many people <laughs> it's a mode of transport brother <laughs> yeah fuck using cars yeah nah rowing yeah, that was always a funny question to talk about, right? whether it was a sport. Just it, like swimming, isn't it? Yeah, it's – I don't – honestly, I don't care. <laughs> Some people get so triggered about it. Oh, no, it's rowing, just an activity. That, that, that honestly, you'd say – exactly. You'd say that it's, like, it's not a sport and they'd honestly lose their shit. I'm like, hey, why do you give a fuck? But yeah. Okay, that's, that's pretty much all i got questions, unless you've got anything else you want to have a yarn about. I don't know. Where are those cards? You want, you want to do a card? Yeah, let's do a card. Okay. We'll go four cards. Yep. Actually, I don't have a fucking clue. Let's just... What do you want to do? I don't care. Four's my favourite number. Okay. Four's your favourite number. <laughs> you pick a card. I just... Or well, I don't know. Just pick yeah, a card. Left. <laughs> yeah, left. <laughs> it's this is a ripper. Think. It's harder than you think. Am I asking you this question? No, you're answering it yourself. Oh, shit. It's, it's harder. It's what you always like... I always think, like, yeah, I'll be able to answer any of these questions. Like, that's the mindset I had when I was like, the guests, yeah, they can pick whatever they want. I'll, yeah. I'll just answer whatever. And then I p- picked up, I'm like, this is fucking hard. This is... Oh. So my question is, the person who intimidates you me the most? I honestly... Intimidation. Probably just saying my dad, I guess. I, yeah, my dad. My dad. The reasoning... I don't know. I guess you always <clears throat> he he's your role model when from early age on, and then things might not go not perfectly to plan. You know, a few fights and whatnot. But at the end of the day, he he's like the man. He's always been the man. So I guess he's the most intimidating. Yeah, no, I love that. What's your question? So lately, I've been getting better at. So I just had a, a rough... Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> you want me to answer a harder one? No, nah, do this one and then you can do another one. Yeah, we'll do another one. Why not? So lately I've been getting better at... So I had a rough couple days probably from about Sunday to probably about Wednesday and then woke up Thursday after a good conversation and sort of gotten past it. But well, you never. it's never like a switch, but it sort of was. But I think lately I've been getting better at Probably balance. And I think for someone who's a perfectionist, it's so easy to always like have an all or nothing attitude. And Mm. for this time it was in like a relationship context. And you don't often, sometimes change is slow and you don't actually realise it's happening. And you just, and things happen in life and they slowly happen and and you end up, having a mindset and a perspective that you don't really want to have, but it just comes and you're like, why am I thinking like this? But it's like, it's so hard to just to be like, fuck, I don't want that. Like it's just come about so slowly. But now like I've had time to go through a bit of a down period. And then, like I said, I posted on the thing. I was like, what's everyone got? Like, I don't want to feel like this. So I needed things and yours was time. And that's like, no shit shit. Like, (laughs) I, I put on my story, I said, What's gonna like? What are some strategies to like cope with, you know, being down? And and then Jack sized up and he's like, "Time will heal it, mate." I'm I'm aware, but the obvious question, the obvious answer, yeah. But (laughs) yeah, I think balance because it's so easy to put your eggs in one basket. It and it's not just like for me, it was like an emotional thing. I was too invested in, too emotionally (laughs) invested in things. So just balancing everything with relationships, with work, uni, study, sport, yourself, just. Balance with everything has been, is a key ingredient for me going forward. It's something I've rediscovered. I would hate to be a perfectionist. Yeah. I honestly could not handle it. I just love, like, cruising. And I've gotten so much better. Like, like oh, okay, Spencer's over here. It's a funny story. Like, I, when, <laughs> this is back in the day at North Beach, yeah. younger, when I'm kicking the footy. Mm. Like, sometimes I'll get upset if I'm, like, I miss a kick. But, like, back in the day, it was shocking. Like, I'd miss a kick and I'd yell out swear words. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll still do that. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. Like, I would miss one. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, every time, angry at myself, like, you're a fucking chick. Mid-game, you'd definitely catch me saying some of those words. Yeah, but trust me, this is, this is shocking. This is <laughs> embarrassing. I'll trust you. But from, like, I can notice within myself from last year when I played Making Mistakes versus this year, obviously I've done a lot of self-development work and a lot of growth, which has helped my footy so much. But it's interesting how I've gone away from that perfectionist lens and it's had such a positive impact on my footy. So that's just... But perfectionism, like, people think of it in a negative way, but it's also so good in a way because it, it makes you strive oh, to be better. 100%. You Yeah, you want the best for yourself, so it's just everything in your bowel. Exactly. It's just having that, like, balance of self-compassion, which is what I've got better at, just being, like, okay with mistakes, like... You're still good. You, yeah, you fuck one kick up. What about the other eight you hit? Yeah, exactly. Okay, one more question each. I, what have we got? Sexual. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, this is actually decent for me. Okay. My question is something people often misunderstand about me. So, a bit what you touched on, probably just everyone thinking, or I'm guessing this is what people think, the like loud party boy just always rowdy and stuff like that. But I actually love having chats like this. A good mate, Luke Munn, we always, like, one time we were sitting at Medham's. We got there at 6.30 for sunset or whatever, and we ended up staying there till 9, 9.30 on a Sunday night just talking about life and everything in between. So, yeah, I'd say that's the one thing people yeah. almost understand about me. Yeah, I think we, we love, as humans, we love to just categorise people. Like, And I have no idea what people think of me, but... Like, honestly, I have a feeling people might think I'm way more serious than I am. Like, to my mates, like, I, like if we hanging out and stuff, like, I can actually really have a good time and be funny. Like, being funny is actually one of my uh, one of my attributes in my group. But then people who don't really know me wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't probably know that. It's actually funny how, how different your... Perception. Or, like, other people's perceptions of you, but, like, different groups. So, yeah. like, some people might think you're this quiet quiet guy that just sits in the corner or whatever and then your best mates think you're some funny cunt that <laughs> fucking you can have a laugh with and play sport and energetic and stuff like that it's it's amazing because some people might only see you twice and they just think you're a dickhead yeah but <laughs> you never know people judge way too quickly I, i'm good at that i don't really i don't come to quick judgments of people i'm pretty fair but like some people really like they just fucking jump to conclusions of like minimal evidence I saw a good quote, and it was, it's none of your business what other people's opinions are of, of yeah. you. And I rate that highly. Like, it's so true. It is none of your business. Exactly. And it's also a waste of energy. For someone like me, I used to care so much about that. Oh, I think everyone did. Yeah, yeah got to get over the hurdle. Like, yeah. It's something that every human wants to, like, achieve, be liked by everyone well, early on. But then you just learn as you get older that... Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You're never gonna fucking. You're never gonna have everyone love you, and who actually cares at the end of the day? Yeah. It's the people that you put around yourself that that's important. Like it's having that not give a fuck attitude, but then still caring about the important. Yeah, people. yeah. You, don't, you can't just say. Yeah. Not give a fuck, I know what you mean, though. And hundred percent, so much better. What's your question? I'm irrational when it comes to. That's so, like, it could be fun. There's Very broad. Yeah, there's a lot of things it could be. What do you got, Smitty? Geelong. <laughs> yeah. I can agree with that one. Yeah, okay, I'll go that. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm pretty biased. <laughs> You're very biased. But I'm, but I'm like, but the thing is, though, everyone says I'm irrational, but how's this? Five years ago, everyone was writing Geelong. Oh, here said, we go. Said, Fuck, no, we're, st- <laughs> we're fine. Still we're, in your prime, eh? We've still got plenty of years left. And I kept saying this every year, and then we lost, like, a prelim, and everyone's like, done, cats are done. Cane corns, all the media, cats too old, too slow, too fat, whatever. And I said, what the fuck? We literally just lost by five goals in the prelim. We're fine. And then eventually last year we win and I was proven right once Still again. Still hurting. Proven right once again. Yeah, you go for the swans. Unlucky. At least you knew we were out of the game when Tom Hawkins was <laughs> kicking left foot goals. I just went to the beer pong table and started playing. Yeah. <laughs> I was over it. Well, I had all my mates come over. Actually, that was probably interesting because I had all my mates come over and they were just like a bit down because it was a shit game. Yeah. And I was fucking, I was fucking so happy just to. It was thing is that it wasn't. It's funny how the mind works like this. I wasn't even 
I was, it was more a relief to win that game. Oh, 100%. Because I was so fucking... It was so many years of fucking close losses, prelims. And was, I don't think anyone was betting him that day. They played unreal. Yeah, but I think we'd been building towards that. Like, I still think, not being biased, but this year, when, when everyone's full teams are back, Geelong at their best is still the best team. I do agree. But if Just, you could have your way, the All-Australian team would have 22 Geelong players. <laughs> <laughs> well, go back to 20, 2007 where we had like nine in the oh, 22. Of course you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, this year though, just to fin- round out the episode, let's have a couple of predictions just so we can look back on this at the end of the AFL year and have yep. a little bit of a laugh. Okay. So I think the obvious one is the Brownlee. We already know who's going to win that. The goat, but uh, he's soon to be goat. Here's, here's the question: I'm predicting 40 votes. He he will break the record. He'll get Dusty. Four. Dusty holds the record. 36, 36 or something. Didn't Wines get 37? He did. Wines beat it, but oh. I think I think he breaks well, that it record. Gets 40. That record won't be any. Yeah, he'll be getting 40. Yeah. Coleman medal. That'll be tight. I'll go Kano because Coleman medal. Kano's up there. Who's who's next? Uh, there's Walker. There's Lark. I'm gonna go Tex. Because Texan, he was written off like a few years ago well, after the, the racial stuff. But honestly, he's revamped his career. It's it's awesome to say. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about this early in the week. So Brandon Walker injured himself. Yeah. And one of my mates sent in a text <laughs> about saying, Walker, he'd done his injury like season over. Mm. And then Spencer, he puts in the chat, career over. <laughs> Unlucky text. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, text, Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Text, Walker. Yeah, well. That's fucking funny. <laughs> All right. This is probably the most topical one. I think we talked about it last night, but the rising star. Oh, it's it's good to say because everyone at the beginning of the season just thought, Will Ashcroft. Yeah. But. Look, I think he will win just because he's in one of the better teams. He's been playing pretty good footy, but it'd be sick to see like Mitch Owens win because he's. I think he's the most impactful at he, the moment, most valuable for sure in in, in the team sense. Because yeah, he was the key forward at one stage, like yeah. for majority of the season. Yeah, I still think Ashcraft will wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? What other things do we have? We've got the Premiership, the main one. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Sydney. I'd love to see Sydney. We're fourteenth, and this would be a story. <laughs> Please, but realistic prediction. Look, I am a gambler. At the start of the season, I put the ten dollar better. There's a ten dollar better promotion, and every every team paid a hundred dollars to win the flag. Yeah, and I got on the pies. And oh, that's good. At at that time, it wasn't like everyone did lines because of their new recruits and all that. But um, yeah, I got the pies, so and I love watching them. So yeah, heaps of people have had got on the Collingwood Dacos, Kerno, like that, those sort of combos. And fuck, some people have like um, pay out cash outs of like five thousand. Oh, it's like huge. There's huge. Ones. <laughs> it's looking good at the moment. Yeah, it's Collingwood's to lose. Though, I think. Yeah, they're the best team, but also I reckon Port. Fuck, uh, they're best. They're good Port, but they're a bit of their finals choker. We I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll see this weekend. They're versus oh, each other. Be a good fucking game. Uh, little prediction for that game. Day cost thirty and two. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. Yeah, that's not even. It's like it's like saying you're predicting his average. It's like it doesn't. It's, really. That's crazy. But he's in some serious form. Thirty-five and one. I honestly don't think it's sustainable. He's younger he than us, isn't he? This. He's younger than us. He, he, that's fucked. It's not sustainable. But we'll I think it is. I think it. I think. There has to be a way to combat him eventually. He's different to Dustin. Martin. Dustin Martin freak, but. Nick Dacos loves the game, whereas Dusty, he struggles to love it. The game, and but if you, I listened to Hardwick, Damien Hardwick podcast and he said there was a lot about how hard Dusty trained harder than nearly anyone. And yeah, right. and people thought, like, he doesn't care, but he actually... Yeah, and every, this is my perception, like, what we're talking every about. Se- every <laughs> season he worked behind... It's just, like, that external view. He's, yeah. like, he's like the tattooed man Party guy. With, his, with his father's history, and then it's just that perception of him. Yeah. When actually he's actually like a really hard working, one of the fittest, etc. I just think Nick Dacos can do this for another 10 Because he's so years. professional. Yeah. But he's going to be the challenge is when he has a setback. Because at the moment he's riding, mm. he's riding the wave. He, yeah. But and when he has a setback. But I think he's like, will be good for it. But who knows when it, how much that actually could come down on him. Time will tell. But the way that Pius plays, like all surrounded by him. Yeah. He's him. Okay. <laughs> he, <laughs> he genuinely is. So my prediction for the grand final is Geelong. We're going to be too, way oh, too good. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. I actually think Geelong will make it. 
If, if we make the top four, I'd be really happy because that'll be huge. We've just got to get in a streak. But I, 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 if not Geelong, I'll go Collingwood because they're fucking playing under. Actually. Like used to hate Collingwood, but I love how they. Play. It's uh, I you actually love how Craig McRae and the whole team have like changed their whole perception, and that takes a lot for that sort of club. Like everyone hated them. Yeah, that's fucking unbelievable. But now they're sick. Like, everyone loves them. Hey, we're not going for the everyone loves. <laughs> we're not going for that attitude. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Second to Swans. <laughs> yeah. What's another one? Don't know what other awards. Norm Smith. It'll be Dacos. If Collingwood are playing, Dacos wins it. I would and love to see him in a grand final. Or oh, finals. Has he played finals? Oh, he played last year. Yeah. He was but he was like first year player. Like he could, I feel like he'd be better combat to the tag now. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And him playing midfield. Yeah, that'll be He'll good. probably still average 35 and 1 <laughs> or 2. Fuck, that'll be a good watch. He'll probably win every award this year. Yeah. He'll win, he'll win the best and fairest. He win the brown. Like he win the MVP, coaches award, coaches award, <laughs> all Australian. He can't captain that, can he? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Who is the captain of the all Australian team? I think it's pretty. There's two standouts. Yeah, I think it's Darcy Moore yep. or Jordan Dawson. It's one of yeah. those two. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd say Darcy just because he's the number the one. Yeah. Oh, D- Dawson's captain, but everyone he's been like number one team. And he yeah. and he's been fucking good. He's lately. been a revelation. I think that applies to Captain Dawson, though. Yeah, I think that'll be. Yeah, I think that's pretty lock and load sort of prediction. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no value on that. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> all uh, dollar oh five gods. <laughs> all right. Anything fuck. else? No, nah, that's that's it. Wrap it up because these listeners are not going to listen to two hour yarn of us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's footy. Yeah, it's been a great chat. Yeah, it's been good to have you on. Have a little bit of a yarn. Get a bit of insight into. Jack Mack, and he's not just a bit of a rabbit. He's got a few, got a few deeper things inside. A bit more than myself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed that listen, and uh, yeah, catch you on the next one. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so research, try and find, but you don't know where to go. So many thoughts flood through your mind. You're confused and want to know. Mystery, what is to be? So much more than meets the eye. Listen to me, time is your key. You'll find out by and by. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.